and welcome to Look Down There, the show where we talk about all the things we don't talk about. I'm your host, Michelle Lamore. Today, my guest has been working as an international performance artist since 2004. She is the creator of Year and Rainbow and the Untitled Rainbow Project. She produces shows that New York Times calls shockingly explicit. And the Village Voice has coined her the mastermind of bizarre extravaganza. Please welcome my guest all the way from New York City, Darlinda, just Darlinda. Hi. Hi, Michelle. It's so good to see you. So good to see you in all your beautiful colors representing the rainbow, of course. (laughs) I expect nothing less from you. (laughs) (laughs) Just get it. Yeah, you're keeping the pandemic uh, lively, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Trying to keep it colorful because isolation is no fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, we're doing the best we can. And yeah, so um, you're here because you have a really special trick that I want to talk about, but we'll get to that later. Um, (laughs) Let's first talk about how you got to be Darlinda, just Darlinda. Yeah. Um, So I started doing burlesque and performance art because I was working, um, I was actually going to college and studying um, direction um, at Cal State University, Monterey Bay. And I had directed Hedwig and the Angry Inch and the Vagina Monologues. So I've been working within sort of sexuality and I also worked a lot um, as a comedy sketch improv performer as well. So I was doing comedy and this these sort of like sexuality themed productions. And a friend of mine had gone to Teaserama, I think it was 2003, I believe, was it in LA? Yeah, that was the first one I went to, 2003 at the Henry Fonda <sighs> Theater. Yeah, that Amazing. was my first time actually seeing burlesque like on a on a grand scale i'd been doing burlesque for a few months before that but this was my first time seeing legends like satan's angel and i didn't know i i couldn't take it all in it was too much <laughs> that's amazing i think you're the first person i've talked to that about that who was actually there so she i didn't go my my roommate and best friend at the time she went and she came back and she told me about it and i think dita did her um her bathtub yeah like marilyn manson was in the front row Mm -hmm. and i was like on the side stage watching uh their interactions Amazing. You performed as well in that show. Yeah, I performed. Um, I had a group at the time called Lavender Cabaret, and we we had a 15-minute slot, and it was me and three other girls, I think, and we performed seven numbers back-to-back with costume changes in 15 minutes, and within that, I did one striptease, but my pasties were huge. <laughs> they were huge. So I wasn't even bare butt at the time. So as yeah. someone who is now known as the most naked woman, I was pretty covered up at my first pizzerama. <laughs> and I'll tell you a really quick story before you continue. But Satan's Angel went on right before us. 
Okay. And so for those of you who don't know, Satan's angel was the broad of all broads, right? Just like brassy, smoky, um, just lived a life, you know? And she's out there whirling dervish style to Santana. And she comes off the stage and I'm standing there, you know, kind of freaked out. She comes off the stage and she goes, yeah, good luck following that. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Sounds just like her. It sounds Mm -hmm. just like her. Yeah. 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 Continue. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I just like, I have just shivers. Like when you said that you were there and you performed, it's amazing. So I never saw that show. Obviously my roommate did. She came back. She told me about it. Just told me about it. And I decided that I was going to do burlesque. I I said that. You know, I was always like, always the person that got naked at parties. You know, my, I grew up in a very hippie community where we would like take hot tubs together. Nudity was a big part of growing up for me, but so it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of shame around it. Um, So when I came to college, it just, it, I guess the shame kind of came in because it wasn't, you know, I was no longer in this really you know, but this bubble of this hippie community where I grew up. So, um, so she told me about it. I said I was going to do it. We threw the first time I did burlesque was at my friend's 21st birthday. They had planned to go to Vegas and, uh, her and some of our other friends and me and my one friend, Laura, we couldn't go. So we were like, Oh, let's jump out of a cake. You know, somehow we knew that that was a thing that strippers did, right? And so, but we, you know, we we were kids. We didn't have that ability to create a cake. So we just found some men's clothes at the local thrift store and just stripped down to our, you know, underwear uh, and bras. And that was the first time I ever performed was at this house party for my friend. And then as my going away party, I was planning to move to New York. I was going to focus on... Uh, theater direction because uh, that's what I got my degree in and I said well I'm throwing a burlesque party and so I did like two or three numbers in the living room for my friends and other people did and people would ask me well what's burlesque and I was I just said well I don't know I mean just wear underwear or something <laughs> like do striptease I I had no idea what I was doing because I'm not a huge person I don't do a lot of research I just sort of do the thing if I want to do it I just do it which has been helpful and harmful for me in the past. It has mixed results, but it does, um, you know, I'm still here. So (laughs) it works somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, that was kind of the same thing for me. I started, um, well, my first show was in 2002. My first striptease was in 2003, actually. Oh wait, no, 2001, 2002, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no, 2002, 2003, doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I I didn't, I hadn't even heard of burlesque before. Um, it was just like, oh, I've just been getting naked in my bedroom for a while to music. And this seems to make sense. Um, so yeah, I didn't do a lot of research. And, and, and for that, I'm kind of grateful because I got to develop my own style in this little bubble. And then, of course, you know, after I got some some years in or a year at least, I began to open up and see and research and, you know, get to know all the legends and all that kind of stuff. So 
there there is some benefit to creating in your own bubble. Absolutely. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it, it's sort of like children who didn't grow up with television, you know, and so, you know, they end up doing these incredible things because they don't see, feel they're not limited by this one form of media, literally in a small box, yeah. you know, Which, you know, now it's just a different time. It's, it's a different time. We sound like legends now, <laughs> Linda. Um, with the internet all the time, you know, like there's so much information out there. So, um, I can't imagine, I can't imagine starting up right now. <laughs> no, you know, no. All of you who are starting up burlesque during a pandemic, because I know some of you have, and wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 Well, the cool thing is I think about making burlesque on video is that there is, you know, it's, it's not as risky because you can, st- if you're, especially if you're doing a pre-recorded performance, mm-hmm. you can stop and, you know, edit it and make it what you want it to be, you know? So there is some, you know, some sense of, there's some benefit to it, I think, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. So <clears throat> you have this class that you teach called... I don't know if I'm going to get the title right, but how to put things in your pussy. Is that right? Well, sort of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's called performance art burlesque, AKA what did she just pull out of her pussy? (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, great. Um, so on that note, what was the first thing that you pulled out of your pussy <laughs> in, in, a, in a performance setting? In a performance, in a performance setting, yes. I mean, I it's something that I had never done before, and I can't even. It might have actually been inspired by Julie Alice Muse. She did a performance piece called. I might get this wrong. I am. Maybe she spoke about it. Uh, when you interviewed her, Is but it, I am the, the moon and you are the man on me. Man, that's right. Like yeah. That? I'm the moon and you are the man on me. And yeah. in the, the very end, she actually makes it look like she's pulling it out of her ass, but she pulls an American flag out of her ass, but I'm pretty sure she pulled it out of her pussy, but I could be wrong. But I, my thought is that, Oh, she did. She pulled it out of her pussy. Um, and then she put it, I think she made it look like the flag had, been in her butt like she put it in her butt like it was flying I think did you see that show too I did she told it, you about but it? I saw just that moment I think there was a promo or something on her site where she kind of um like flexed so it looked like the flag was waving yes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I think that that was the first first person I've ever seen do a pussy trick but then there's also Remy Vicious in Coney Island who put a lollipop in her pussy. So I had, I had seen some people do pussy tricks on stage, but the first thing that I pulled out of my pussy was flowers was this, was a, um, a garland of flowers. Um, and, um, I had, what was that party called? And now it's out of my head. Uh, Linda Simpson is a legendary drag queen in New York and she used to throw this party Maybe it was called like wet or snatch or it had some very sensual, uh, like sensual title. Um, oh man, I wish I could remember what it was right now. Anyways, at this party, it was at a venue called the cock, which is a gay bar in New York city. And 
uh, Linda invited me to perform and I did this very was springtime, right? So I, so I did a very, like, I think I had all these flower petals that I like pulled off my bits and then I pulled flowers out of like a garland of flowers out of my pussy. And, um, that was the first thing and probably the most difficult thing that I've ever pulled out of my pussy because, you know, it doesn't, it's not like easy, hard, and it just goes right in. It's weird and lumpy and floral and, <laughs> Yeah. They're, they're, they're plastic flowers, so. Right, sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have never pulled anything out of my pussy on stage. Um, so how do you train for something like this? Because I well, imagine that you need really good muscle control. Yes, you do. So I, had, I was also at the time working at a sex shop, a feminist sex shop called Babeland, um, which which was all about education. So I had all this information on how to take care of your vagina, really, you know? And so I knew about, um, I knew about the different kinds of condoms you could use and lube and all this stuff. And I just knew about the anatomy of the vagina and the vulva, of the vulva, right? So it's like any other muscle. So you have to warm it up and you have to, prepare it for things to go in it. You know, it's sort of like when you're having sex, you're not going to just like stick it in. You you have to, you have foreplay and you have to warm it up. Just like if you're going to get on stage and do a dance, you have to warm up. So but that's what they do in the movie star, Linda. They just <laughs> go right in and then it's perfect. Right. Is that not true? Is that that's not true? true. You and I both know basically like every, you know, you know, Porn stars are, you know, warming themselves up in advance, I should hope. <laughs> yeah, you got to um, do your plies and your tondus. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about warming up. I I have learned a lot over the years. Like I said earlier, I'm not such a big researcher. <laughs> I learned a few things about what to do and what not to do. Um, and you know, what the biggest one was warming up. And I learned actually from Julie, she was, she just said, well, I try to jerk off before I do it. And I, and I was, and you know, like at some point in the, the day before, like before you get to the venue, you know, and I thought, Oh, what a great idea. And it did help so much because you're literally anatomically relaxing all the muscles there and your body, you know, anyone who has a vagina and an anus, if you're not, emotionally and physically ready to have something inside of you, it, it doesn't work. I mean, I remember one time I was having a one night stand and for some reason my pussy was like, you're not putting that in there. There's no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a person, but it was like, nothing is going in. Nothing. It, it, it just was like, nope, no, 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 no. You know, so locking yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Unfortunately, that also happens when you're performing. And so there's a venue at the box called the box in New York, where they, they really specialize in the sort of shock, shock value performance art. And um, the cool thing about it as a working artist is that you work five nights a week. So you get booked for a whole week. And so you do it five nights a week. Well, I think all but one number I do 
at the box is involves pussy tricks. <laughs> so that means I have to really prepare my vagina for pussy tricks. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it was, it's been hard. It was like a hard learning lesson. And thankfully Julie told me about the jerking off. I also won a Yoni egg at the New York breast festival. And I won <laughs> a Yoni egg is a, um, it's an egg shaped piece of rose quartz. I think they make them in other types of stones, but rose quartz is very healing. But if I have, there's one number where I pull 50 feet of uh, magic silk out of my pussy and it become, it's pretty like, it's pretty large, you know, maybe it's kind of the size of one or two fists. So it's a, it's more. Yeah. It's <laughs> wow. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a no slide of pussy here. It's all real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that takes so much work and that, you know, that is like, that is a, you know, fortunately they stopped booking it as much <laughs> like, because it was hard. It was hard. You know, it was hard. Yeah, um, was that multiple was, times a night too, or just only once a night, okay. only once a night. Yeah. yeah. But there was, but so that was, yeah, there's that number. And then sometimes I would get booked to do two numbers. And so I would do that number first and then another number in the late night set. We're talking, you know, through three, two, three in the morning. That's when the set was, I mean, I, I'm so, one of the things I'm so grateful about the pandemic is that I don't have to stay up so late. <laughs> anymore. Oh yeah. I am not keeping any showgirl hours right now. I am in yeah. bed usually by midnight. Yeah. It's strange. It's strange for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's a ple pleasure, but yeah, those are, those, those are some of the things I learned. And then also just what kinds of things not like you don't want to put in there. One time I didn't have a condom. So, um, I, I had been pulling this sort of knitted like crochet rainbow out of my pussy and I maybe I was on my period and I think I was on my period and it was this crazy day where we got locked out of our car. We were in Seattle and the, the person who produced the show forgot that it was me and little Brooklyn. We were on tour and he forgot that we were booked for the show and it was my birthday. So I, of course I remember, I mean, it's like, I know it's my birthday. I know that this is a date and I had the email. And so we showed up late and I didn't have a condom and I, I just, and I did a, I had a tampon. And so I was like, Oh, I'll just push it all in. Well, you know, I gave myself rope burn with oh, that. No. <laughs> it, it, it was, oh, man. <laughs> it was, yeah. If, if anyone is trying uh, pussy tricks, put, use a condom, always use a condom because so you want to use the condom to put the stuff in. So yes. it's not actually touching the skin, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You have a, yeah, that's, that's the biggest trick is use yeah. a condom. Mm -hmm. So what yeah. would you recommend someone start with if they wanted to try something like this? Something more like phallic shaped, you know, um, like a lipstick or something, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know sure that lid doesn't pop off <laughs> I know yeah so you think about where it's gonna stay but if you the cool thing about a condom is that um make sure that the condom is is kind of dangling out of you a bit so that 
if something does get stuck, you can just pull the condom out and then you're not. Um, does it ever just all come out? Like you pull the wrong thing and it's just yes. like a lot of. Yes. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely happening. And I actually. So my drag mom is Rose Wood, who's a performance artist, um, uh, and she's trans. So she still she has breasts, but she also has a penis. So she does all kinds of stuff with her butt. And she also was a magician as a child. So there are a lot of actually you say no sleight of hands, but there are a lot of sleight of hands things that you can do with pussy tricks. And for example. You know, if you if the condom does fall out, you kind of just like hold it in your hand or you kind of like, you know, flick yeah. it behind you. <laughs> you know, it's a, a lot of stuff we use for burlesque and like, you know, the teasing that you're like, oh, you didn't you didn't see that. Or, you know, like I'm just oh a feather. I'm just going to put it on my nipple because my pasty fell off or whatever. You know, you just you kind of you learn to improvise when things don't go exactly as planned. And yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is the, you know, the beauty of live performance. Remember that? Remember those days? Oh, yeah, <laughs> barely somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's all pretty foreign to me right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first time you did it, how did the audience react? I mean, I'm presuming that you did it in New York and New York's pretty, you know, open to yes. lots of stuff. Um was there any sort of surprise or how did you feel that first time you did it? Were you like, oh, this is for me. This is what I'm doing from now yeah. on. It felt, it was fun. It's nerve wracking. You know, I think pussy tricks because things can fall out if you don't go right on time and you have like the right, you know, you have to, it's not like, like I always wait till the very last minute to put something inside me before I go because sometimes you know, if it's not the right day, it can fall out. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it gets like as much kegels as I do, sometimes it'll fall out, you know, or too early. Um, so I have to like go on right away. And um, so the first time was at the cock. At, so it was a gay bar, which was, um, I think it was one of those things where everyone was sort of drunk and, you know, it wasn't like a theatrical setting where you know, a hush ran over the crowd. <laughs> it wasn't like this, like, oh my, you know, there was none of that, which, um, which I have experienced that in other, uh, in other pussy tricks that I've done because of where I was, you know, doing, um, I, I, I did a tribute to Rose LaRose um, at Behoff in 2016. And, um, she was known for keeping a G-string in her pussy uh, so that when the vice squad came and saw that she was naked, she would take it out and put her G-string on. So I incorporated that into my act and I had um, Chris Harder and Ben Franklin be, you know, cops and, and their little spark. Both of them, or I can't remember if it was Chris or Ben, both of them had... Um, you know, kind of rent a cop uniform, sort of like <laughs> something like that. So it's, it's like, will you guys, will you guys take arrest me at the off? It'll be great. You know, so that was definitely. I mean, again, Julie had done pussy tricks at Behoff, but it was under black light. So you, it was her girl from Chernobyl act. So you, yes, I actually produced that show, and she told me she was going to do this, and I was like, 
I don't I don't know because the burlesque hall of fame's got a lot of rules and ah. there's a lot of legends in there and it and it's Julie and you're like I don't know <laughs> you know there was like a hard thing to navigate and I was like all right just go for it but yeah she pulled a glow stick out of her pussy and flung it into the audience and I was like well there's a show you know uh I may have gotten in trouble a little <laughs> yeah I mean that one I think is sort of well it's very classy Michelle that one was really classy because you couldn't you couldn't really you know because of the black light you couldn't see it wasn't as fleshy or you couldn't really see what was happening and it was so far away and glow yeah. sticks are very small and, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was sort of, that was, I think the most fun I had in terms of places, you know, it's like we can do burlesque in the shows that we produce and they are, you know, we, it's, we, we set the stage, it's a nude show or whatever we want. We set the stage for what it's going to be. And so there's no, Oh, you didn't tell me you were going to do a pussy trick or, you know, there's no shame around it really, you know? Um, but then when we're at other people's shows or there's other rules or there's venue rules or, you know, I always, you know, I have, I do have backup plans and ways to, you know, do pussy tricks without actually doing pussy tricks, you know, or making it look like I'm not doing one. So I do have some backup plans. So if someone is, I, I just don't, you know, it's not, burlesque doesn't pay enough for me to get a venue shut down or another producer fired from a venue. You know, it's, there's like, right. it's just like definitely not worth it for anyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely hard to navigate as a producer kind of straddling what the venue wants and what the artist wants and what your crowd is used to. And it's different from city to city. So it's kind of a um, sticky situation. Unintended, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> All right. So before we go, um, tell me a little bit more about your rainbow projects. Yeah. So um, in 2007, I did a project called Year in Rainbow. And every other month I wore one color and every other month I wore rainbow. And I that was a really cool project. And each month I would do a show that had to do with the color Um and then in 2018, I worked with Peekaboo Point and Tansy to, we were both producing some more theatrical events. Um, and so I did a show called Untitled Rainbow Project, which was a, which was a workshop. Both of our shows were workshops. Um, and this was sort of using the rainbow as a storytelling device um, to make this show. So I had red and I did, um, I, I basically had six other dancers and we kind of created this, um, this flower out of like each Mr. Gorgeous made these, these, uh, head, these sort of, I guess you call them collars that were big rose petals. So they, each person was a, was this, um, a petal and they made, they made a rose and then it turned to into a vulva. And then I was, I was birthed out of this vulva, this human-sized vulva, which is really, Mr. Gorgeous is so talented. He's such a sculpt, he's a sculptural artist, really. So that's why he does such amazing work. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, and then I also did my I've Been Loving You Too Long number as a group number. Um, and, 
And then I did Orange, uh, which is Orange Oracle, and I had the main attraction play this character. So this was this show that was sort of an autobiographical story, which I use other people to tell the story. Um, then I, after I did that, it was a workshop, and I thought, you know, I, the story wasn't really developed as much as I wanted. So I thought, oh, I'm going to make a one-woman show out of it, and I called it One Woman Rainbow. And so that I did at Joe's Pub in November of 2019. And that was definitely more in depth. And it wasn't exactly a one woman show. I had a, a boyless performer slash modern dancer named Vixen uh, play a character in my show. And I had a Viva De Concini as a, an accompanist. She played guitar while I sang. But it basically was kind of a one woman cabaret show where I had comedy and I had drama and, you know, um, group interactions and every kind of everything. And I use the rainbow as a storytelling device. So that was in November of 2019. And then the pandemic hit and I was really, I, I did okay until about August because it was like, Oh, I like kind of like, I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was a bit of a vacation because I had, you know, I work really hard as a burlesque performer. It's my job. It's my career. So you know, I've, I hadn't had a vacation since 2009. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't every time I travel, you know, this it's you travel, it's for work. It's not, you know, you might get like a couple days off to go to the beach, but you've got your suitcase with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. just like you in a bikini, it's you in a bikini and all of your costumes. Um, so around August, I just started to lose. I was just crying. I just started crying because I would think about just how much I miss performing and making art and having projects to continually work on. You know, I had, we did a show at the Adelaide Fringe Festival that was then going to go to Edinburgh and we had all these amazing opportunities. Glastonbury, it was just, there was a lot of really good things that were happening. And so I thought, you know, I just, when have I ever let other people's structure stop me from doing what I'm doing. So I decided to reboot Year in Rainbow again. And um, so I'm wearing, it's a rainbow month, which is why I'm wearing rainbow. Um, so every other month I wear one color every day. And then the alternate months I wear rainbow. And I've been making experimental videos um, to, so I've, let's say I started in September, September, October, November. So in uh, September and October, I did mockumentaries. Um, the first one is about uh, me going to a menstrual slime therapist. I'll send it to you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so a friend of mine, uh, Mimi Silk, she does performance art burlesque stuff. She is also really into slime and she kept posting on her Instagram, all those like, you know, those sparkly slime stuff. The kids are really into it. So <laughs> I, I, I thought, what if there was this character that was using slime as a healing device and like and red is the is the color of the vulva chakra you know um and the root chakra and so so basically she we i directed her in this mockumentary kind of improv video where i go to her for menstrual slime healing and <laughs> so it was so dumb and so fun to make and then the second one is called a shock chakramentary uh, they're all called chakra. They're all called chakramentaries, but the second one is uh, called Chakra Size, and I play a fictional character named Shoshana Chakra, and she te she teaches Chakra Size, so she's kind of like teaching. It. She's like, oh, and then we did this, and then we did this, and so she has this, you know, she's just an old lady that is 
So where, trying to teach. where can we find these shocking? These are all <laughs> these are all on my Patreon, which is www.yearinrainbow.com. And uh, basically what happens for the first month, uh, you, you get exclusive stuff if you become a patron, but then after that month they're they're there for free and anyone can view them. So um, and yeah, so that's where you can see them. And the, you know, the patrons get the behind the scenes stuff and, you know, different photos. And I also have blogs from 2007 on there. So I feel like you're probably in there because I do go to Behoff. Um, and you, I think you are because it was a purple month. It was when I feel like it was when we were that terrible um casino that was 2008 oh yeah Palms. that's right that was really bad that was so, <laughs> that was so bad <clears throat> that was tough that was really tough yeah yeah there was a lot of wind and um yeah yeah very tough <laughs> but anyways that's where you can see me and you know it's interesting because I am adult, considered adult because there is nudity. So you can't search for me on Patreon, which yeah. is, it's so interesting how like, they're like, yeah, we allow nudity except for no one can find you, you know? And it's, yeah, it's, <sighs> yeah it's, I've experienced that as well, but I, I still am on there. I still have it. I've yeah. been on Patreon for four years. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's very limiting, but you know, it's it's somewhere to be, <laughs> you know, when when there are no venues, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about all your pussy escapades. Yes. <laughs> it's been so good to see you and such a, a bright spot in my day. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay, kids, now it's up to you to spread your legs and spread your love. Follow us, like us, share us, all the things. Do it all. Follow uh, yearinrainbow.com and also Darlinda Just on Instagram as long as we are still up there. And you can follow us here at I Look Down There or go to lookdownthere.com. And you can follow me at Michelle Amore on Instagram as well. And finally, I am reminding you to grab a mirror and look down there. Thank you, see you next time.